Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick and I am joined by Mr. P. Dubs for Washington. Buongiorno. And uh, some of our other regulars should be making an appearance uh, soon, but we won't count our chickens. However, we do have a very special guest, uh, someone who's been on the show before but not been on particularly recently. And um, as annoying as it is, we're glad that we've managed to get her now. So, uh, Mr. Guest, would you like to reveal yourself? Hello, it's Wendy Prater with Magical Journeys. Ah, our beloved Wendy. <laughs> ah, who's just who's rushed back. I mean, I know this isn't true, but just for podcast effect, she's actually cut her holiday short from yes. New Orleans just <laughs> to come back. on this just to come on this podcast, and she's going straight back afterwards. Uh, no, that's that's <laughs> that's obviously not the case. That's obviously not the case. Uh, but uh, you, did you have a good time over there? Yes, I did, and I had some great New Orleans food, and even better than New Orleans drinks. So if you go to New Orleans, you have to have a hurricane. <laughs> oh, is that the, is that the rule? Is it? Oh yes, ah. a hurricane and bread pudding, and you have to get one that you can walk around on the street because that's a big deal. You can't normally anywhere else around here. You can't take your alcohol out with you, but mm. down there you can. That's like, because uh, the only place, I, I'm very lazy when it come, it's come to America, I've only been to Vegas and Orlando, um, mm-hmm. and Orlando's got a very weird attitude towards alcohol, I think, yeah. um, yes. whilst Vegas is the complete opposite, it, right. you, you look weird if you're not walking around with a ridiculously large plastic cup full of frozen cocktail. Right. Or or really large cans of beer in Vegas. Yes, yeah, they are. <laughs> they they do have some very big ones actually. That's that's very true. Um, right before we get right into uh, the thick of it, um, and even before we start to do our introduction, I thought as um, as it's uh, it's become a bit of a running joke on this podcast, and we are British. Um, although most of you listening are in America, we are a British podcast, and it would be very. Um, I think it'd be very sad. I don't mention the fact that uh, one of our greatest punchlines actually died today in Ken Dodd. He died at mm. 90 years old. He was... Uh, do you know how long he's been a comedian for, P-Dubs? Oh, it's got to be... It's got to have been about 80 years, hasn't it? Well, when I mean, he was 90, so probably not. I don't think he was 10. Uh, <laughs> well, it might have been. It's very true. Back in those days, after working down to mine. But he, his career has lasted so long. And Wendy, he's a, he's a stand-up comedian, right? Now, the mm-hmm. one thing I don't get with American stand-up comedians, right, is that generally, when I've seen an American stand-up, they might do 45 minutes to an hour for uh-huh. a set, right? Ken Dodd 
would do five hour sets. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. Not not not. And wouldn't let you out. Yeah. Well, there, there wasn't there was an interval about three hours in, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, generally people would sit around. People would, would quite often take a picnic with them to go and see him because they knew they were going to be there for the long haul. So, wow. um, I, you know, and he was still doing like five hour sets, um, you know, until you know pretty much recently. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, an amazing career. I won't lie and say I'm a massive fan. Because I, I don't really know too much of his stuff, but he was certainly a legend to a lot of people. And uh, the fact that one of uh, Craig Lucas's favourite jokes was about Ken Ken Dodd's Ken Dodd's dogs dying <laughs> means that the Do- Doddy uh, means <laughs> that it'd be it would be rude not to at least bring him up on this podcast. So um, we will now we will now actually. Do our drinks and we'll do a toast in his honour. So, uh, P-Dubs, what are you drinking? Really boring. Still training. So, I've got an orange squash. That's alright. It's not really alright. It's not really alright. Um, Wendy, you've obviously been drinking some hardcore recently. So, you know, yes. I completely understand if you was, uh, you know, having a sensible drink. But what are you drinking? Uh, water. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't lie. I've been, I drove eight hours today. <laughs> I know, fair enough. You've, you've, you know that it's good to kind of get rehydrated. Um, I'm getting rehydrated <laughs> with uh, a bottle of Bud Light Dilly Dilly. Now, um, before I open this, like normally, and you'll have to. I mean, not always. You have to take our word on what we're actually drinking. But um, these new bottles of Bud Light Dilly Dilly um, are screw top. In the UK, okay. So, like, normally I make a really cool sound with the bottle opener and and all that, but uh, unfortunately, um, it, it, it's probably going to make a really poor sound. So I'm going to open it now. See, they didn't want to even hear that. It made the tiniest <laughs> little hiss in the world. Nothing to you know. I can throw the bottle cup cap down, and that's about it. Um, and perfect timing, Mister D. What are you drinking? I'm drinking. <laughs> it is perfectly timing, and boy, do I need this. It's been a long day. I'm drinking um, a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh my god, this podcast's gone posh. 2016 <laughs> South Australia. Yeah, maybe not then. Screw top bottle? Screw top bottle, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Not classy. Not classy. Um, anyway, that one's, that one's for you, Doddy. Um, so, I, I'm sure there's quite a few things that we need to talk about. Obviously, the last. Uh, when we last gathered, um, in fact, this is the this is the first episode. P Dubs, is it not the first episode of Marky March? It is. Wow. It most definitely is well, the happy, first one of Marky March. Happy Happy Marky March, everybody! <laughs> uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep up making up crappy nicknames for months, but you know that's two now. Let's see if I can go for free. Um, yeah, so uh, we you know we, we've got probably some stories to talk about and some news items, but. We do have Wendy on, uh, and for a fairly specific reason. So, um, we wanted to talk about, among other things, the newly announced cruises mm-hmm. for next year. Yes, so summer 2019 was released, and that's the one that a, a lot of people have been waiting for. Got to have the, the summer cruises. So, some the Magic has a whole lot of new ports on their Europe itineraries. Uh, Alaska's got another nine-day 
or nine night cruise going on and the fantasy has added their um an eight and eleven night southern itinerary so they they have a few things that are different from the usual standard fare especially for the people who have who just keep doing the same ones over and over again there's a little bit of variety so that's good and it seems really early but you always want to book early because their prices just go up constantly <laughs> so um obviously we know you've done some of the cruises before i don't think yes. uh and obviously correct me where i'm wrong uh pauls but i don't think anyone else has done a, a disney cruise on here have they yep oh oh for god's yep. sake there's always one that's all right. Always one. Um, <laughs> I like to be awkward. But you've not done the European cruise, have you? You've done one of the American cruises. Uh, sorry, both. Oh, for um, God's sake. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Why to make me look like a big idiot than I make myself? <laughs> Fair enough. So we did We did a four-night um, US cruise mm-hmm. of Port Canaveral, just as a taster. Okay. And then we did a seven-night uh, Mediterranean cruise. Um, oh, nice. I'm trying to remember when that was now. 2010, maybe? Oh, uh, well, that, so that, a... was, that was pre that was pre this After Dark, so I'm forgiven. Was it? No, it must have been. 2010 have been post. Be. Maybe Two, it was pre. We've yeah. been going since 2012. Yeah, maybe it was just before this After Dark then. Okay, good. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't feel so stupid now. Although I, I did feel stupid because last week when we were, or last time we were talking about Disneyland Paris, I, I forgot that we'd actually gone back um, more recently. So we actually had been there since. I thought, uh, I thought you had. Yeah, I thought yeah we you had. had. Yeah. But I thought, yeah. ah, surely you know your holiday itinerary more than you, I do. You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd, Obviously you'd like not. To, you'd like to think so. Um, and I, someone's just walked into the pub who I know hasn't been on a Disney cruise, and that's our Boston. Hi, definitely haven't been on Disney cruise. Nah. Well, um, Hello, uh, Amanda. Hi. We've just we've just had our drinks. We've we've done a tribute to uh, your uh, your town hero, Mister Ken Dodd. Um, uh, what are you drinking? Um, obviously drinking a Budweiser. That's my first Budweiser in like a month. Oh, well done! And, and <laughs> I know. And the first, uh, this you know, possibly the first Bud you've had of Marky March. Definitely the first bud I've had of Marky March. Good. Hashtag Marky March. Let's get it trending. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to come up with another crappy nickname for a month. Um, <laughs> so we're just talking, as you can tell, uh, about cruises. So um, do you actually have there, Wendy, the information for the cruises and where they're going? Um, yeah, I could pull up some more, but... One thing I was going to say is I I booked a cruise for a client on Thursday and then I've been checking it and already the uh, it's already gone up $221 since then. So let's see how many. Yeah, it's just days. And so that's that's why, you know, booking early is such a big deal. And so I I tell my clients they can go back and if they want to be obsessive about it, they can look at it and make themselves feel better. You know, like, see, if I waited, (laughs) you know, look how much money I'm saving because, you know, they they are costly. But um, so what? Which, did you have a specific one you were going to ask about? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm always, just because it's the, the the one I'm more likely to do because of my current situation, I'm always interested in what they're doing for the European cruise. Right. That's because I'm and selfish. And so, 
last year, or I say last year, starting this summer, their biggest change is that they, they're switching where they're doing the Mediterranean cruises first in June, and then they switch over and do the Northern European ones like the, the Norwegian cruise line itinerary. They're doing that more at the end of July, August, and September. And okay. so it, tr- it trades a little bit. And um, then they, there's a one that I was looking at um, starts in Spain and ends in Dover and had stops in Portugal and France along the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's some variety this year. And one of the new ports, um, they, there's a stop in Ireland on one of them this year yeah i that, that's that's one of the reasons why i was interested because i thought i'd read um or, or i'd certainly heard some rumors a few months ago that is it dublin it's going from oh uh, belfast, so. belfast that would make yes. more sense yeah. that would yep. make more sense um you can tell i'm you know i, I passed geography I got a scene geography. What, you mean you, you passed the classroom? Passed the, passed yeah, the yeah, class. I must have passed the classroom. That was, that was clearly <laughs> all I did. Um, so I should have known that. But yes, that's, that sounds more plausible, Belfast. Um, yeah, because I don't think it's it's done that before. Um, but that's, that's, that's interesting. Okay. Um, and, mm-hmm. that, and they're generally shorter cruises? No, the... The ones out in your direction are going to normally be seven nights or longer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's a seven. Yeah. It's a seven nights British Isle cruise, isn't it, Wendy? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, I was just I pulling up that one. Yeah, I don't think they've done that one before, have they? That, no, because I think one, the last one wasn't it along the last time they did the British Isles. I thought it was a twelve night. Wow. So, but this one, the the seven night goes in mm. September and it goes to um, Cork, Ireland. Dublin, yeah. uh, Green, Glasgow. I don't have my glasses on. Scotland and Liverpool. Yeah. Oh well, that's perfect for Craig. Well, those sets of well, he's, he's not he's not going to Halloween Horror Nights this year, so maybe Craig can do that instead. <laughs> maybe we should tell him. Um, Boston, you'll be busy, so there's no point in you even looking at it, is there? Really? No, 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 no I'm always no. busy now. Oh, it's just jet setting everywhere. It's such a busy life. <laughs> um, what and what kind of um, what kind of prices um, are those looking at, or do you not get too involved in those cruises? Well, oh no, I do. So though you know those are going to be pricier for at least you know people in the U.S. just because the flights over there are going to be so high, but mm. the. Two people in an inside cabin for what for like this one that we're looking at is going to be about forty five hundred dollars. Wow! And if you want to if you want a balcony, then you're looking at about seventy five hundred. Jeez. Okay. Wow. Yeah they they have a big jump for the balconies. <laughs> just 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 go out your your room and go outside. Surely. Yeah, I. You know, it, when we did our Alaskan one, we paid 2000 more for our balcony, and it was really great, but that was kind of part of it. But then we were saying if we just did a regular Caribbean cruise, like the one that we're doing this summer, we just did an ocean view to save the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, money for drinks. That's how I look at it. Maybe I've yeah. got my priorities all wrong. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what about the American cruises? 
Well, um, so those, those are going to be more if you go in the summer. If you can go when the kids are in school, you can save thousands of dollars. And so, I mean, that's going to be, I mean, some of them are even, you know, $2,000 for two people. But then I just booked a family of four on an eight-night cruise on the fan- Fantasy in June. And so that cruise is 10900 for them. Mm-hmm. And then, but the nice thing is, is they get a $450 onboard credit from me, and that's a lot of drinks. Figure that out. That is a lot of drinks. Well, I say a lot of drinks. That's about a night's worth of drinking for us lot, isn't it? (laughs) Maybe maybe back in the old days. Maybe not so much now. And also people training as well, so. Only if we had Craig with us, I think. Yeah, Craig and his 12 Craig could do that by himself. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what happens, and then you know when we're with him for six hours in a few weeks. Um, that's yeah. That that's that. I'm not. I'm not really into cruises that much. So, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, and you know, ten thousand dollars. I mean, how how much difference is that now between you know going for a cruise and going to Disney World? Um, it, it's starting to get a little bit more, but it's all inclusive. So, and the thing Mm. is, is staying on a Disney cruise, is like staying club level at the Grand Floridian in terms of service and everything that you get. And so if you, you know, yeah, I can book somebody at the French quarter for, you know, a whole lot less. But if you say I want club level at the Grand Floridian for that many days, then you're probably looking at a similar price. Wow. So, because then everything's included, and you know you're getting all kinds of extras, and and that's that's part of staying on the Disney ship is you just get so much in terms of service and you know the five star treatment. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly agree with that. I mean, when we went on our first Disney cruise, which was only the four night one. It was the first time we'd ever been on a cruise. We've been on a couple of other ones since then, but I almost felt guilty um, <laughs> just just because you were literally weighted on hand and foot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was it was a bit like it's the nearest I'll ever get to being a character in Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say there's one um, waits one person waiting on every three three guests. Yeah, wow. That's the ratio. So that's the thing. Like, I've got to be honest. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day about cruises, and um, it's not, it's not anything that's ever really appealed to me. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the longest I've been on a boat at sea is about just over twenty four hours. We oh, used to, okay. Um, we used to go to. Um, I've got fam. I've got some extended family out in Norway. And my parents at the time wouldn't wouldn't fly, so we used to get a ferry from England to Sweden, and then we'd drive up through Sweden to Norway, um, and that was just over twenty four hours that, that took. And it wasn't a particularly big ship, so I think that's the thing. Like it, it was a big ship, but it's obviously not as big as a, a full on cruise ship. So mm-hmm. um, that's really only been my my kind of experience. And experience after twenty four hours, I was quite eager to get off. Um, but obviously, this is a a totally different experience to to that. You know, 
there was food on board, but you weren't wasted on hand and foot and 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 stuff like that. And there wasn't all the activities that you get. Um, and that sounds really stupid, but as somebody who's not done one of these or been on a proper big cruise ship, mm-hmm. what is it like at sea? Does it ever really get particularly rough, or because of the size of the ships, generally even in in quite bad weather, it's it's pretty smooth. Well, you know, I've I've heard that it can get pretty rough and I and I've seen, you know, those videos <laughs> on YouTube where people have rough times, but I mean for us it didn't. I mean every once in a while you could see the water in your water glass moving and you felt some rocking, but if anything that helped me sleep better at night. Mm. But there on the Alaskan one, there were times where we had to look outside to see if we were even moving <laughs> because it just felt so still. Mm. But, um, I mean, have you, I don't know if you've seen some of those. I know there was a Norwegian ship that got caught in a storm not too long ago and they were showing all kinds of, you know, things falling on the floor off shelves and water coming in and all that. But I'm, you know, I'd imagine that's not the norm. Well, I've seen the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) If it's like that. Yes, just like that. (laughs) I hear the remake's got a happy ending, but. Oh. Oh, we're doing today's, we're doing today's climate yeah has, i think with the the radar and the technology they've got now they can and all the sat nav imagery i think typically they can they can steer around the rough weather can't they mm-hmm. yeah i would imagine so was it rough on yours the the no, night one you did no okay. no not at all or, or on the med one absolutely yeah. fine yeah, and we had somebody in our party that was partial to seasickness or prone to seasickness, mm-hmm. and they were absolutely fine. Oh, and okay. they didn't—they didn't take any medication or anything. It was—it uh, was very, very calm, very stable. It's funny. Yeah. It's funny you said that. You know, partial to seasickness because, like, I'm partial to her, like halloumi cheese. <laughs> I normally, I normally <laughs> use that as something that I like. Um, yeah, I knew when I knew when I said that I'd messed up. <laughs> not, this, not necessarily. I mean, you are correct in in one way. It's just uh, I I just use it in a different in a different light. Um, when we was off air, um, I was talking about this a little bit before. You said that you'd priced up the same cruise that you'd done yourself, Wendy. Yes. So when I. We were interested in doing an Alaskan one again for 2019 because my kids loved it so much they wanted to go back. And so my exact same stateroom that I that we did in 2016 was going to cost us 7000 more. And since we were a, um, you know, we're part of the Castaway Club, that's what they call you if you've cruised more than once. And since we were part wow. of that, we would even get to book earlier and it didn't matter. The The prices were still that much higher. And so for $7,000, I mean, we could do a whole other trip. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're just going to start looking at some other options instead. <laughs> now, Wendy, I do have to ask, um, that's $7,000. Did that include your special Diz After Dark promo discount that you give our listeners? <laughs> of the $25? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for written. Now I can afford it. Gosh. <laughs> Should have put in your own promo code. Oh, Wendy. Oh, unbelievable. But still, you know, that's the beauty of coming on here. I've reminded you of the promo. So, you know. You yes, can use thank that. you very yeah. much. Um, <laughs> I mean, that just, that sounds phenomenal to me. Um, I mean, the one thing that I, I've noticed recently um, is, is people discussing how expensive 
uh, the Disney holidays have been getting. And, you know, we've talked about on here before the fact that, you know, it's we've, we've missed Febby Febby. And, and, of course, back then they raised the ticket prices again, um, as they seem to do every February or they have done for the last few years. Right. Um, and, you know, with you saying about how, how big a, an increase in the price of the cruise from when you went last time to now, um, you know, there's got to be a glass ceiling uh, and right part of me kind of wonders are they doing this to see how much people are willing to pay or you know is this something else i mean in the news at the moment there's a lot of um i think it's i think it's disneyland but there's lots of petitions at the moment because they're saying that the staff there are not paid enough to even uh, live uh, and mm. some employees are, are homeless. I don't know if that's also the same in, in Walt Disney World. Um, but, you you know, I, I wonder how these things are kind of connected, if they even are. Um, and to see maybe if, you know, if they raise the ticket prices to be able to pay the staff better, will people still come? Or will it reduce the numbers to a more comfortable level? Or, you know, just to see how much they can push it until they see a real steep decline in, in the numbers, uh, what 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 do you think? Right, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to stop until, like you said, until they start seeing that attendance is going to taper off, whether or not it's on the the ships or in the parks. And right now, I mean, the you know the at Disney World, I feel like it's crowded all the time now because people are always asking me, well, when when's a non crowded time to go? And it, it's getting harder and harder to answer that because there's so many activities going on all year long that I, I think it's it's just better to anticipate crowds nowadays and, and not even think like that because, you know, like right now, for example, this week is our spring break for everybody in Texas, which is a whole lot earlier than the rest of the country and what's usual. And so it used to be that you could go to Disney World this week and have low crowd levels because, you know, it was only everybody around us <laughs> and it's not the case anymore. I've got a lot of families there right now that are texting me about how crazy crowded it is right now. Wow. I wonder if touring plans do that on the cruise ships as well. Hmm. Um, another, another thing I actually wanted to go back on was, um, you said about a way of saving money when, when you was looking at the cruises, but I'm sure it applies to the holidays as well. Uh, it's going at a time when uh, kids are still in school. Now, oh, definitely. You, you kind of mentioned there that, you know, obviously schools break up at, at different times, so maybe you might be able to swing it that way. But what is it like in America um, to kind of take your kids out of school? Well, it depends. Texas is really strict on truancy rules for the kids, but we also have a lot of homeschoolers that can go anytime. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of look at where your, um, you know, what the rules are in your state. But then also it seems like the younger kids, it's easier for them to go. Like, like my kid, my, one of my kids this year is a senior and about to graduate high school. So he's in all sort of, you know, college level classes and there would be no way it wouldn't even be possible. Mm. But when they were younger, I think the last time I pulled him out of school, he was in fifth grade and he was doing homework on the plane coming home and I felt bad and I went, nope, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do something. You're going to either watch some films, fall asleep or do some homework. I think it's a, I could use the time personally. Yeah. But, uh, that's just me. Um, 
did anyone else have any questions to ask Wendy when it come to kind of planning or uh, you know advice about Disney holidays in general? I was just actually going to bring up the the new restaurant on, I believe, the Magic. Oh um, yes, the new I Rapunzel restaurant. The, what? Yeah, I just saw the menu, but I haven't seen a lot of pictures on it yet. But the menu looks different. Yeah, I I watched a couple of videos the other day, and they actually have a bit of a sing along. Rapunzel and Flynn both sing live oh. as well. It's not even mimed. They're actually so it's. It's taking so I think it's possibly taking some of the actors out of the one of the shows. Okay. Hmm. That is awesome. I, I must have missed that when I was on my, my trip in New Orleans because they had just come out of the dry dock, I think right as we were heading out. So and like I said, all I had had seen was the menu and it you know, it looked like they had a pretty different menu from what they had before. But that'll be nice because, you know, on The Wonder, they've got Tiana's and, and they've got music going on there and some live entertainment. So, And, and that's what makes I it a little bit more interesting. That'll that we're, be a good uh, offer. Yeah, it's interesting that we're, we're going to get that this, this summer, obviously, because it's the magic that comes to Europe. So it's, it's quite nice that we get the, the new restaurant. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Tiana's as a restaurant concept makes perfect sense to me. I think that's really genius corporate synergy. But Mm -hmm. is anyone else not, you know, making the obvious joke with the Rapunzel restaurant? (laughs) Because, like, surely your chances of finding a hair in your food are (laughs) ten times more more likely than somewhere else. I can't be the only one that's made that correlation, surely. (laughs) I'm not intelligent it's probably, the, really only one. it's probably the same hair that's going to go across five tables that's what I mean. yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like, me too yeah 10 to 10 yeah. I'll hold the hands up uh, way to there's some very long hair in my soups yeah so if you find it just don't pull on it would be my <laughs> top tip um, did anyone else have any questions for Wendy in regards to uh, upcoming trips or anything about Toy Story? Ooh, yeah, yeah. So that's coming up. Are people? Do you, do you get the? Because obviously you're you're speaking to people and booking their trips. Are you getting uh, a lot of excitement from um, your customers? Yes, that one I am, and then they're hoping that I'm going to be able to snag fast passes for them when that comes <laughs> available, which is it's going to be very soon. So since it's June 30th. Um, hopefully we'll be able to um, start getting fast passes on it, you know, around April 30th for, for those days. But, you know, I'm still, it's still tough right now getting fast passes for flight of passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, um, yeah, it, it may be tough right at first because we still have like for the, my clients, I encourage them to do their animal kingdom day towards the end of their trip and that helps increase the odds of getting a flight of passage fast pass top tip people mm. top tip there <laughs> yes right there i'm assuming that all of those people that are excited about toy story land have not been to disneyland paris because our toy story land <laughs> oh, right. and p-dubs would back me up on this certainly yes. Our Toy Story Land is what we would say in uh, the east end of London as being a bit pony. 
because um i mean to be fair the disney world one does look really impressive um but certainly the one that we got in paris is a bit rubbish Mm. it's very well themed but the actual attractions we've got are, are not very good um but already the slinky dog coaster looks really impressive compared to what we've got yeah and really, there's just the two main ones. There's that, and then the the one for the little kids, the the alien saucers. Yeah, I'm interested in the alien saucers because that's also set to come to to Disneyland Paris in a kind mm-hmm. of expansion of that. With, with this big expansion that they're they're obviously doing uh, in the studios over the next uh, five years or so, um, we, it looks like we're going to get a version of that attraction there. But we've already got in the same kind of area a cars attraction which looks similar to the concept art for the aliens attraction now okay although the cars one is aimed at kids it's actually quite a lot of fun as a grown-up um oh, okay. so it'd be interesting to see how the alien one fits in um but is that it so it's, it's only the aliens and slinky dog that's going to be the the main rides at, at toy story land Right. Yeah, that's all. And then there's going to be a new dining area, Woody's Lunchbox, which I'm really hopeful that that may be a good one, just because I'm not a fan of uh, Hollywood Studios counter service. I like a lot of their table service options, Mm. but I feel like they need more when it comes to counter service. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of one that I've enjoyed, actually, in there. Right. Um, used to quite yeah. like the Backlot Express, but obviously. Yeah. The the one that I like is the one on Sunset, the the few little huts along there. Um, but other than that, yeah, I agree that there isn't a huge amount. Well, it used to be the ABC commissary until they get rid of the chicken curry. Right. <laughs> that was that was a favourite for me. But uh, <laughs> yes. you know, like, I like the chicken curry. What can I say? I always thought that was an odd thing for a restaurant. Yeah. The ABC commissionery. Very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, nobody's ever really interested in that one. The last time... Sorry. Last last time we were there, it was in May last year, Wendy. They were were conducting like like an evening... I don't know if it was a trial or, or a test, but it was almost like an upmarket quick service... Um, experience where they would bring the food to your table and then oh the, yeah like this mm-hmm. the cutlery it was still plastic but it was it was actually chromed plastic so it looked like silverware mm-hmm. and it was like thicker <laughs> wow, napkins fancy. and so I don't I don't know whether that was just a trial and that's gone or did they maintain that do you know yeah, when I was there in October, I didn't notice it, and we're going mm-hmm. back in May, so I'll have to go pay attention and see if they're still yeah. doing it. Yeah, and the food was it was it was pretty decent. It was it was a little bit above your typical quick service. I can't remember. I had a burger, and it was like a it was almost like a gourmet burger. You know, it was it was a bigger burger. And mm-hmm. the toppings were a bit nicer. Um, it was pretty decent, but I just wondered if that was something they were going to stick with. Yeah, well, we'll have to go check that out. And then one of the things that we're trying this time in May that I haven't done yet is, you know, we've done the Star Wars dessert party, but oh. we're going to try the um, 
the Magic Kingdom, the Tomorrowland Terrace dessert party, but the one where you get the to sit in the Plaza Garden area. So right. we're we're gonna try that this time and see how that goes. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, I don't think I know anyone that's done that actually. I know a few people have done the the um, Cosmic Rays dessert party, but not the not the Gardens one. So yeah, because the the other one they say you get a seat, but if you're in the back. You don't you don't get a good view. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you should get a pretty decent view from uh, from that one. We 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 didn't attend the dessert party, but we were actually in the Plaza restaurant when the dessert party was going on. It looked like you'd get pretty good pretty good view from there. Yeah, so we'll we'll try that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um. I'm going to have to check out here and go drive my daughter somewhere. You know, I'm the, you know, chauffeur service here. So <laughs> travel planning, Ubering, Wendy's, anything you don't do. <laughs> yes. I don't clean my house. No. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there anything else y'all can think of you want to ask before I have to run? I um... I, I can't think of anything, and at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to hold you. Um, so I would normally say, "When you tell us where to find you," but I'm actually going to play your advert out just just as you leave. So um, okay, thank you very much for joining. And um, yeah, if I mean, if it's all right with you, could we possibly try and snag you after your trip in May? Yes, definitely. Sounds perfect. good. Perfect. Perfect. All right, it's forward thinking planning. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's one of my aims for this year. So um, thank you very much for joining us, Wendy. Thank you. Y'all have a good rest of the day. You too. Thanks, Wendy. Cheers, Wendy. Bye bye. Bye. Hey there. My name is Wendy Prater. I've been an agent with Magical Journeys Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner for five years now. I'm also a proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. These guys are great. Keep listening. Whether you have been guilted into taking your little princess to see Elsa or you're wanting to drink around the world showcase in a fabulous adult vacation, let me help you create the most magical experience by cutting out your stress. I make the plans, you make the memories. I'll find you the best deals and arrange your whole itinerary. My services are free, so why not? Mention this ad for $25 off your deposit. I also specialize in universal vacations, all major cruise lines, and all-inclusive vacations. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com to get started. His After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Excellent. Um, right, so we'll carry on the show from there. And, um, I mean, we talked a lot about Disneyland Paris on the last show. So... 
I don't think there's anything we need to talk about with regards there. But was there anything that anyone wanted to bring up that they'd uh, they'd seen since the last time we came together? Well, I have listened to half that episode so far. I haven't finished it yet. But I feel like I've learned so much from it. Oh, man, that's lovely. I I, I know. I, I don't know how true that is, but I'm, I'm glad... It's very true. No, I mean, I'm always I mean, so the, the... thankful for you guys because I know absolutely nothing about Disneyland Paris. I'm so, so rubbish with it. And I like I never keep up with any kind of Disneyland Paris news, but hearing you guys talking about it, I was like, okay, now I feel like I know things. So... Okay, let, let's play devil's advocate then. So if you're learning stuff about Disneyland Paris must talking about it, do you get any kind of urgency of of wanting to go back? I mean, I definitely want to visit once they've done all this new stuff there. I think Arendelle sounds super cute. And I'm excited to see the change. I think it's it's a massive, massive change of Disneyland Paris, so I think I'd be silly not to. Mm-hmm. And with it being so close, and like obviously you guys can help me to book a a cheap trip. <laughs> we are the cheapskates. I uh, think I think we need to do a Dis After Dark trip to Disneyland Paris once all the stuff's been done. I've you know what I actually booked a hotel, um, just outside Disneyland Paris for the weekend, um, of the uh, the fan days. Which they've still only sold as packages so far. They haven't actually released tickets for the the event to the the um, the non packages. So I don't know how much it's going to cost, and um, it's refundable. So that's why I booked it. So I'm very tempted, but maybe maybe this is what we should do. Maybe we should launch a Kickstarter so that we can we can get funding so we can all go. Definitely, I think a trip to Disneyland Paris is definitely on the cards, and I feel I actually feel excited about it. Well, it's only as you brought it up. I will I will mention this just quickly. Um, one of the things that we did talk about when we was looking at the the plans um, and what we thought you know we could see happening there because I haven't obviously gone through all the details. I've explained that there's going to be these new lands, but not what's going to be filling them. Um, but um, it is I've seen it from numerous sources that um, it is going to be mission breakout for the Tower of Terror. Oh, 100%. That is going to happen. Well, well, I mean... Well, various... I mean, like, 100% rumour-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Various sources have said it's still going to happen. It's the, the actual announcement has been delayed. Due to the fact they want to cover it up. Pretty much, yeah. But it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me too much, but it's good to... Um, it's good to kind of... I, I think it makes sense. I think for it to remain... In its current state, if everything around it's going to be changed to Marvel, makes very little sense. So it makes, to me, it makes sense that they they do that. Yeah, um, you know what? I'm I'm with Paul Dolan on this one in that they can do whatever they want to to that one as long as they just leave our Florida one alone. Yeah, yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like it, the chances of me being as much as I want to go to California, and I'm absolutely desperate to go there. The chance of me getting to California before I'll get to Disneyland Paris is pretty slim. So, at least that would give me a chance to to experience Mission Breakout then. And I think I think that would be the first one. I mean, again, they haven't. They've said when they are hoping these will be open, um, but they've not announced any kind of time frames. Um, but I I think Marvel will be the first one that's done. And I think 
that might be done by 2021. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think 20 so. and or 21, not not 2021. Yeah. Uh, might be a bit earlier than 2021. I, and there will definitely be parts of it that are open way before that. Yeah, I, th- I, 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 I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll. Well, I don't think they can afford to close no. that whole area. No. And I think what they'll do, they'll get Rock and Roller Coaster done first. Yeah. Then Mission Break, uh, well, Terra Terra will close for the, its final rebuild. That will then reopen and then the rest of it will probably go. What was Rock and Roller Coaster changing to again? The Avengers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so lots of ACDC, I think. Hmm. I'm not going to complain about it. As long as they do leave our, our old school rock and roller coaster and Tower Terror in Florida alone, um, I'm down for anything at Paris. I'm kind of. I mean, I, I actually prefer the Paris version of uh, rock and roller coaster to the the Florida one. I was a bit disappointed. You know what? I don't. I don't remember an awful lot about the the Paris one. Well, yeah, the pre-show in the Paris one's rubbish. It's like yeah, really short. Yeah, yeah. Well, because so obviously the, the the big difference is that in uh, Disney World you're you're in a, a, a super stretched limo going through the streets of LA or, or the highways of LA, um, and Disneyland Paris you're supposed to be going through the backstage area. So it's all so instead of seeing street signs or motorway signs, you're seeing um, like rigs, lighting rigs, and stuff like that. So the theming's not not great but I actually don't think the theming in the in the Disney World one's particularly great either I love the theming of the one at Hollywood Studios yeah yeah you know I think I'm just really attached to that and Tower of Terror like I'm, I'm super attached to them both and mm. like I've I have had I've, I did kind of want to talk to Wendy a little bit about this but I felt a little bit like oh should I or should I not in case she actually could have helped me and I just didn't get Wendy's help, but I've been having a nightmare for the last few weeks trying to get a one-day Disney ticket. Like, it's so unbelievably hard to get one from the UK. And basically my predicament was that I need to go to Hollywood Studios and Epcot in one day, so I need a hopper ticket. And I need to... And it's for my birthday day, so I'm purely going to Hollywood Studios to ride... Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, and then I want to go to um, Flower and Garden Festival. So the predicament that I've been in is that all the websites that would sell me a one-day ticket wanted to send me an e-ticket for me to go and pick up in the park and change for a real ticket, but then wouldn't give me a code to link it to my Disney experience, so I wouldn't be able to book a fast pass. Ah. Uh... And I'm like, if I'm going to do that, then I may as well just buy the ticket at the gate anyway. Yeah. And I'm no further forward. So I finally found a travel company that would ship me an actual one-day hopper ticket from America. And that's supposed to be coming this week. So I'll update everybody on that, whether my experience is good or bad. But I've just been so desperate to get fast passes for them because I'm like what if I get because obviously Toy Story Mania in April and May isn't going to be having any fast passes because they're, they're no, moving it down to, to track. yeah so I was like well it's pointless me trying anything for that anyway 
but I feel like if that's the situation and it's a busy day at the park, I'm going to end up waiting hours for, for Tower Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster and I want to enjoy my morning there and get to experience both of those. So I, I really did need the Fast Passes. Mm. And I felt like, why, why is it so hard? <laughs> And even directly through Disney were just not helpful at all. Wow. And I'm like, is there not a way for you to just... Like, I've got, I've got a magic band already, so it's easy for me. Like, I've got a ton of magic bands. The issue is for James. So if I got an e-ticket, I could link that to my magic band. And that'd be fine, and I'd just pick up the ticket when I got there. So I could book a fast pass for me. But because James doesn't have... A magic band. Can he not have one There's of your magic bands, to... though? No, that that was why was that's what my argument was. Was like I've got magic bands that I've used like on one trip and I've never used again. So can't you like disconnect that from me in some way? And he he can take it over. And they're like, no, it's non-transferable. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like have you off in any way. Like, I'm going to pay for a ticket for him, and that's fine, but I just need to link it to something so I can book a fast pass. And they're like, no. Can he not pretend to be, like, Amanda too? Well, then they're like, well, you need to do a fingerprint thing at the at the gate and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know, but can you not just delete all of the information? Like, I've paid for these magic bands, and I, I get a new magic band every year. It seems it seems quite ludicrous, and I don't, I don't know enough about the system, but it seems to me quite ludicrous that you can pay for something uh, to, to, to use, and it seems to only kind of work once. Yeah. It, it, you know, like, what I mean is, once you've used it, it can't be used by somebody else. Now, I get, um, I, I get you know, the reasons why, but the fact that it can't be wiped and started again seems ridiculous to me exactly and i'm like this is going to solve all of my problems if you can just do this so then i can link his ticket to something Mm. because the issue is that there's no physical ticket to link it to to have his account in the beginning but if it was like if it was ash then i'd be fine but because james and james hasn't been to disney since all the magic bands and fast fast plus started it's just impossible thanks ash well done for know, you know, well, getting, getting pregnant, pregnant and stuff. Jeez. Hope your not... baby's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been honestly so stressed out for the last few weeks about it and I'm like, I actually don't know what to do and I feel like I'm running out of options. And then this travel company that I've I've got it with were like, Well, we'll send it to you, but it's gonna take twelve business days to get to you. And I'm like, But my fast pass window opens in three days. And and 12 business days could potentially be three weeks. I go on holiday in four weeks. So, like, I don't want to chance that really. So I've paid extra for them to ship it to me in three days. And I'm really nervous. So Thursday is the day that's supposed to be arriving. And I'm super nervous. Oh, Boston. I know. Oh, that's a shocker. So prayers for early... Tower of Terror and Rock and Roll Fast Passes, please, guys. Everybody listening, crush fingers, because I need all the luck I can get. I, I'm not even religious, now. I'm going to pray pray for you. Thank you. So, yeah. I can't even say pray. I said pray. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's weird. That, that's really weird. Honestly, it's insane. I've been 
I've just been scouring the internet for days and days and days and I think that I've found something that can help me and then it's like well no because we're going to send you an e-ticket or well no because we're not going to ship to the UK and then Disney just keep referring me back to the UK ticket company and then they're like well you can have a seven day ticket for like £300 but we'll give you 14 days for the price of seven and I'm like I just need one. You just need one day. I almost, I almost said to you, it's probably not going to be that dissimilar for you to get, uh, like a, a two week ticket, than the price of a, a gate ticket. Well, um, it ended up costing me, I think, about a hundred and thirty pounds each. Right. For a one day hopper. Jeez. I know. It's day price of killer, but but I know how much they are. You know. It's not that dissimilar. What what is it on the on the gate now? Is it one hundred and thirty dollars plus tax? Um, something like that. Depending on when you, because they they have tiers now, so they have like the the off peak, the normal, and the the peak. I think they maybe have different names for it. Um, so the the particular day that I'm going on is a normal day. So it's I think it worked out about one hundred and sixty or one hundred and seventy dollars for the hopper, but a regular day ticket is a little bit cheaper. Sorry, did you say 160? About that, yeah. Jesus. For, for an average day ticket. I didn't realize for, it for about... a hopper. Wow. But I think just like the the standard one where you can't hop across the park says maybe about 120. I want to say. That's that's phenomenal. I mean, I, this kind well, of well, it's more show... expensive if you want to go to Magic Kingdom. Like I'm going to the cheap ones. Mm. Like I think it's about twenty dollars more if you want to go to Magic Kingdom. It's it, it goes to show, and so to rub this into our, our American listeners, but it goes to show what a great deal we get in the UK for tickets. We do, and you know that's what they kept saying to me when I'm on the phone. So I'm like, well, you know, you're getting it so much cheaper, fourteen days. I'm like, I know, and I understand that, and I'm gonna buy this ticket when I'm going in September. But I just I have one day, and I don't want to spend like double my money or triple my money. But, but I'm only going to go for one day. But I saw people... Um, I was on a Disney Facebook group and someone had just um, booked their holiday and did a screenshot of their of their holiday. And I want to say that they were going for... I think it was for seven nights. And I think they were staying at Caribbean, possibly. Um, and seven nights for two adults and I think it was one child might have been no it might be no it must, it must have been two adults two children and it was like over seven thousand dollars what and you know that's probably what it would cost us in the UK to go for two weeks mm-hmm. including tickets including Disney dining plan blah 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 because that included Disney dining plan as well um which I'm not sure if that was free. I think it was free, uh, you know, included in the price kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's just 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 ridiculous. Um, but it's because we generally go out longer. Mm-hmm. That's why we get those deals because we don't normally, you know, unless unless your name's Boston, um, <laughs> we don't normally go out for seven days, or unless you're idiots like me and Craig, you don't go for a weekend. No, well, usually, like I, I didn't go to Disney when I went last May, and I went for eight days. I didn't, I didn't bother with Disney then, and I, I felt like I really wanted to. And then this time, I wouldn't be, 
But I thought, I'm going to treat myself for my birthday. I've never been to Flower and Garden Festival before, so I super want to go to that. And I feel like I want to spend my birthday riding Tower of Terror. Yeah. It's understandable. Yeah. Boy, they, they just made it so hard. Mm. And I'm like, please just take my money. <laughs> Let me into your bike for one day. Oh, uh, Mr. D, have you had any kind of nightmare experiences with your magic band? No, um, I had a pretty good experience, really, but I've always just bought the UK Disney tickets. <clears throat> right. Two-week or a three-week ticket, dead easy. Um, you can book your fast passes. So I can understand what Amanda's saying there. It's a bit it's a bit odd for a UK person to buy a one-day ticket, isn't it? Uh, so it makes it a bit more difficult. Yeah, um, I suppose it's because of the, the, the lack of demand, really. Yeah. It probably doesn't help. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you thought about like somebody like Luke, whether he could have bought the ticket for you. Well, I, w- I was considering asking mm. like one of one of our American friends to, to help me in yeah. the end. And I was like, I want to leave that as kind of a last resource because I don't want them to have to go out of the way to do yeah. it for me. Yeah, sure. But I was getting pretty close to that point. And then I was on the phone to James last night and I'm like, James, basically here's our options. We can either not book fast passes and literally run to to get on those two straight away and then enjoy some time at Hollywood Studios. Or yeah. I can try really, really hard to get them to get somebody to just send me them. And he's like, oh, well, I feel like it's, like, me. And it's, like, my fault because I haven't, I haven't, like, got any tickets or anything like that. And I haven't got an account. And I'm like, well, it's not. It's like you. It's just a silly system for for things like this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, usually Terra Terra, you can, you can get on. But Rotten Rollercoaster, you definitely want to go for that. Well, Straight I off mean, that. in September. Usually I wouldn't be worried about it. But the last time that we went in September... We, I think we only got to the park at about 10 o'clock, which is pretty late, I know. But yeah. Tower of Terror was like 70 minutes, and then Rock and Roller Coaster was even more than that, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah and that was my worry. does get and up to like be... 60, 70 minutes, Mark. Pretty quick. My luck, I'll get there, and the park will be dead, <clears> and there'll be no wait, and I'll be like, Ugh. Yeah. But it's a, you don't want to take that risk, and I. That's I it because it. I'm I'm literally going to be in the park until maybe like twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and then I'm heading to Epcot. So I just I just want to know that I can get those two done and mm. enjoy a little bit of time around. I know I'm not going to go on Toy Story Mania, like I know that I'm not, and that's fine. I can save that for September, mm. but I just want to get like I love I love Hollywood Studios so so much, and I just want to have a nice experience there, and that's why it was so important yeah. to me to get it. If you can get to the park quite early then because they've opened up the extra track the queue for toy story mania isn't isn't as manic as it used to be but at the time that i'm going they, they've moved it down to one all oh, right okay Sorry, so you can't there's no fast passes for it for april and may and oh, it's it's okay. one track so i was like let's just write that off right yeah that seems pretty uh one track minded <laughs> oh, if, you, uh, <laughs> if you pardon the, the expression um Speaking of our American friends, um, I just want to give a quick plug because our Craig, who's not here today, um, but he's still with us. Don't get me wrong; like he's not he's not died. This isn't you know one of those kind of conversations. But he's not here today. Um, he recorded not one but two podcasts on Saturday because he 
had taken a leave out of my book and just completely lost the plot. So um, he was on the Theme Park Trader podcast, who we did a Christmas show with, if you if you remember back then on Universal After Dark. Um, and he also did um, The Metal Hand of God, which isn't a Disney podcast, um, but is hosted by a friend of the show and future guest Adam Santino. I might have said his name correctly for the first time in quite a while, so he might not give me a load of crap for it. I'm not sure, but anyway, I don't care. Um, but he was a guest on that this weekend, and it was hysterical. And uh, Amanda, I think you'll appreciate it because he was trying to teach Adam and the other co hosts um, how to speak Scouse. Oh, I'm so excited, and I, I was I was in fits. Um, hearing Craig's first ever trip to Orlando, uh, lots of lots of good stories on there. Um, so please check those podcasts out um, if you get the chance. Um, now, before I ask Mister D, P Dubs, do you have with you this week any this week in history? I do. Well then, in that do case, I do I do? Perfect. I didn't want to. I didn't want to just snap to you, and and you not have something. Um, so I thought I'd check first. That's good. So coming up very soon, P Dubs with some interesting stuff. Uh, before that, I'm sure could it equally be interesting. Who knows, Mister Doden? Did you have anything you wanted to discuss this week? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was a tense time. Oh, it was tense, wasn't I, it? I could feel the heart rate pulsating. And... <clears throat> I turned the. You see what I did there? I turned the search for the mute button into a comedy moment. I don't know if you too too much really. There's um, you know, there's there's bits and pieces in the news, but nothing too huge. It was probably more from a from a personal point of view and a future episode Ooh. perspective. And uh, my youngest daughter, Heather, who was the cast member who did the um, cultural rep program, mm. she's now decided that she hasn't had enough life experiences, so she's going to go traveling for four months. Ooh. And uh, they're, they're going to go to Asia. <clears throat> and initially, their plan was to visit Shanghai uh, Disney and Hong Kong Disney as part of that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they've they've had to cut back a little bit because of costs. I think you've got to pay like, £160 for a visa to get into Shanghai. Wow. And uh, each. And so they've they've chopped up Shanghai, but they are still planning to do Hong Kong Disney. So, um, yeah, in, in the future then, we could have a, a, a guest on. who could give us a, a trip report on, on Hong Kong and what that's like. Uh, and obviously, from her perspective, she's seen Disneyland Paris, she's seen California, and she's certainly seen Florida A significantly. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just want to want to put in a diary for the future. Be a few months yet, because she's gone away for four months starting in April, but uh, come uh, September time or so, she'll be back and... Uh, I thought we'd uh, we'd get a trip report. Now, have you have you actually asked her about this, or are we going to have to do this stealthily? No, I've kind of floated it because <clears throat> she did she she agreed to come on actually after she came back from Florida, but then just it didn't happen. So um, she's she's certainly willing to. That's not a problem. We just got to we just got to make it happen. 
Perfect. Sounds like yep. a good plan. Love it. Yeah. Excellent. And this would also be a good time to just because uh, I, I can't remember where we discussed it, but we are meeting up in in real life. Because I know I know this is going to surprise a lot of you listening to this podcast because of how great the audio is because of my editing. Um, but we're not actually in the same room when we record this. I know. And never have been. Pick those jaws up off the floor. Um, well, yeah, except except for when me and Craig were in, in Universal. But um, yes, we've never, we've never actually recorded one all in person. The only time we've actually ever recorded one in public, Disaster Dark, was me and uh, Paul Boniface, may he rest in peace, from this podcast, not life, he's still alive. Um, we recorded one at, at the first mouse meets where we actually met Mr. D before we joined the That's team. That's right. Yeah. Um, and our audience was uh, a, a young lady called Tracy Malaby, who um, I don't know what's happened to her. Uh, don't don't hear her name floating about anymore. Um, and a young gentleman called Craig Lucas, who also joined us later on. Um, so that was the first time we ever did that uh, in the uh, restaurant area of a travel lodge, as you do. Um, but we are hitting London on the 23rd of March, um, and we're starting off in one pub, but it looks pretty good, so we might just stay there. Um, but um, we're going to be there for about four or five hours or so, so if anyone uh, is interested in uh, in seeing us in real life and, and proving we are actually human and not robots... Um, then drop us a line and we will tell you where we've got a we've got a event set up, haven't we? But I don't think we've updated yeah. the location yet on it. So, no. uh, but yeah, so that's uh, if you follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash disaster dark. It's on there on Twitter. Um, yeah, just let us know and um, yeah, we'd love to see you. Um, I'm actually sending a stunt double just just for you know. Well, you see, the thing is, I've met the real you. So mm-hmm. I would know, but it'd be interesting for P Dubs. Yeah, yeah. I've not met anybody. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so it'd be an interesting. Experience. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell him. I'm go, I'm going to act the same way whether it's you or your stunt double. So that'll be an interesting <laughs> game to play. My stunt double, six foot three and blonde. <laughs> Bald or hair? Oh, um, hair, of course. <laughs> if you're going to pay somebody to impersonate, you make it a good one. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll disappoint you now. I don't think Amanda's going to be able to make it. Oh, so if you're going I for know. Amanda, then then don't. Uh, but you could. That's su- it. No one's turning up now. You, but, but Amanda could. You know, it could be a double bluff. She could surprise us. She could make an appearance. So we're not saying she's definitely not going to be there. We're just saying that she may not be. We don't want to disappoint you in case she's not but um i'm basically just on call 24 7 right now because ash is going to give birth at any day now what day what day do you think it's going to be so she her actual due date is the 31st of march but you're not having however no i don't believe that i feel like it's going to be about maybe the 24th 25th of march See, I think so. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be like the sixth of April. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. See, I the only know. reason the only reason I say that, and I don't know about the other guys on here when they had their first kids, or any kids, um, but you get in your head when your due date's gonna be, 
And I think a lot of people think it's going to be either on their day or maybe a little bit earlier. Now, we were 10 days late with our first. Oh, wow. So, but that's not uncommon. That's not that's not that uncommon. It does happen. Because they, they it's, really, it's an estimate. Really well, an estimate. she's on a time limit because I'm not going to be in the country that late. <laughs> so she needs to go before that. Make it happen. Yeah. So that's why I potentially won't be there because I am living my life right now on on call for my beautiful nephew's arrival. And thankfully the weather's sorted itself out. Yes, yes, thank God. Because that was, that was an awful time. You know, mm. I think everybody had like, seen my little comments that I kept putting on Twitter about how I was arranging Ashley's baby shower and we couldn't even have it because I was snowed in. Yeah. yeah. So at least that's cleared up now. Yeah, exactly. So, if, you know, when it when it happens, at least you'll be able to, to get there. And did you manage to get that Jaws t-shirt? No, but you know what? I, I went to so many different stores and i finally found it online today so i'm going to order it today but nice. i don't know what size to order um i don't think they do it in in proper baby size do they? i think it started at maybe three to six but i feel like she's got so much like tiny baby clothes oh, that that, i feel like i it... might get like a bit bigger oh i only i only saw them as like like child sizes Oh, uh, like well, they had they started three to six months and they got to six years, and I thought maybe if they went up to like age ten or eleven, I could buy one for myself. <laughs> and buy one because I-, I wear boys age ten to eleven t shirts. Yeah, I mean we've never, you know, <laughs> I- I've not I've not met Boston in real life, but um, I've been told that she's about the size of a Smurf. Yeah, so I'm the size of a small boy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I was excited, but they they only got up to age well, six. I you, like this is my advice on buying stuff because I just um, I got a new niece about ten uh, about three weeks ago now. Hmm. Must have been. Um, so I met I met Ophelia last week, and uh, when we was buying some outfits for her, I bought them um, for I bought them for about six to nine months because um, you know then they're gonna easily fit because when the problem with babies when they're first born is uh and and they've experienced this she was born when she was around about the date she was due but she is fitting in newborn baby clothing and that's still too big for her but she's probably a bit too big for premature baby clothes so initially and also like all they do for the first you know six to nine months anyway is just make a mess. They throw food down themselves, milk down themselves. They're constantly going in and out of outfits. So I would personally aim a bit older. Yeah. Well, I think I've been the only person so far that's been like spreading the ages out. Mm. So I've been buying things in a bit of like every age up to like maybe like 12 months. So I might maybe buy it in a few sizes because I, th- I really like it. Yeah. And I, I would definitely get one for about. Uh, one to two, two to three, that kind of age as well, because they wear clothes better then. Yeah, and he could be my my new surprise guest for my holiday next year. Who well, knows? I don't know if they do magic bands that size. 
Ah, oh, well, luckily, I wouldn't need a ticket from because it'll be too much of a baby. Too shy. <laughs> so I'm definitely taking him. <laughs> Make sure you use the baby swap. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave him outside. No, no, you get to ride the ride, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but I can leave him outside of like Space Mountain while I go on Space Mountain. Like, haven't you heard those stories of people leaving babies in oh, yeah. rucksacks? That's yeah, what I'm going to do. Just, 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 you know, real life urban legend. In a, in a buggy with a blanket over. No, no, no. Yeah. It's fine. No worries. Um, so on that note, P dubs. This was a segment that I really enjoy. And for whatever reason, we just haven't been doing it. And as the kind of host of this show, I hold myself wholly responsible, probably because of being so egotistical. Um, (laughs) So I would love to welcome back this segment. Yeah, so let's welcome back on this, well, this week in Disney history. So on on this, uh, on March the 13th in 2005, uh, the wonderful and loved Bob Iger became CEO of... For Disney Corporation. So, 2005, uh, did you say? Yeah. Wow. So, 13... Uh, no, hang on. My maths is terrible. Yeah. 13 That's years? It, yeah. yeah. Wow. It yeah. only feels so, like 15. <laughs> it only seems like he's renewed his contract 10 times. <laughs> so, born on the 10th of February, 1951, Robert Allen Iger... Um, began his career in entertainment as a weatherman in Ithaca. Um, he originally wanted to be a news anchor, um, but then he changed changed his goals um, and joined an American Broadcasting Company, now known as mm. ABC. I thought that rang a bell. Um, uh, that was 1974. 15 years, he was named head of ABC Entertainment. Um, and after that, he served as president from 93 to 94. Um, and then in 94, he was named president and chief operating officer of ABC. Um, when Disney then bought the company, uh, two years later, Iger remained as president for another three years um, and then gradually got promoted up uh, becoming chief operating officer and president by 2000 uh, which made him only second to current chairman and CEO Michael Eisner Um, and then there was a whole big thing about getting rid of Eisner Roy Disney wanted someone to replace him and and eventually they they gave him and on March 13th 2005 Iger was named CEO that's uh, that's madness. Like to start off as a weatherman. Yeah, it's like Michael Fish running the Disney company, you know. Yeah, and only took him thirty-one years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's his uh, what's his what was his last annual salary? Uh, his current salary is forty-four point nine million dollars. Yeah, I've heard it's going up to forty-eight this year. Well, it was meant to be. With bonuses, but the shareholders yeah. have turned it down. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, something about them not being happy that their staff are living in cars or something. Yeah. Mm. Something or other. I've got to be honest, right? Now, I get 
how big a company Disney is, right? It, 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 obviously, a, a massive company that encompasses TV, film, theme parks, you know, massive to be in charge of any of all of that stuff. But to be paid $40 million a year yeah. just seems the most ridiculous, obscene thing. And that's only his wages from Disney. When you take into account he's also on the board at Apple, mm. which he's going to be getting paid for as well. <laughs> um, you dread to think how much he actually earns in interest as well with a wage like that every year. Well, probably gets a free iPhone as well. I mean, that, yeah. that's going to save you 35 quid a month at least. Yeah, but he won't, he, you know, I don't think he'll stunt for the X. I think he'll, no. he, might, he might have an 8 plus if he's lucky. 5S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Collard. <laughs> One of those 5C devices. Um, I mean, seriously, Bob, if you listen to this, right, for about for about the well, for about the duration of this podcast, what you earn for that duration of this podcast, you could pay for all of our mortgages, and we could live our lives twenty four seven doing Disney podcasts for you. Yeah, we're because... quite happily so. Does after dark to the Disney Corporation? That's fine. That's an excellent yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah, you know, if if we don't have mortgages, surely, like, you know, we don't really need to to work too much because yeah. you know. We, we can just do little part-time jobs to pay for our food. We have to pay for the main expense. So, you know, Bob, get your, you know, stick around in your pocket. I still think we need to sue him for using our name. Well, there is that. Yeah, I wonder who I could speak to about that. Is, um... Is that bloke... Like, is Lionel Hutz available still? Yeah, of course, He might be a bit out of our price bracket, mate. Lionel Hutz, he'd, he'll do it a bit cheaper. Um... Wow, that's that's quite. I'm I'm surprised it's only been thirteen years. It does seem like I almost don't remember the Eisen years, which I think is actually the the attitude of a lot of people not wanting to. But um, yeah, he just seems to have been part of the furniture for so long now. So, wow, mm. successful, I suppose you would say. In many ways, <laughs> they're paying if they're paying you forty million dollars a year, you you better be. Yeah, well, I'm just you know thinking about. The acquisitions and where the company is, I guess. How would you how would you measure it? Well, I mean, I suppose in his tenure, what's he done? They bought Marvel, mm-hmm. Pixar, uh, Pixar, Star Wars. Well, sorry, Lucasfilm. Um, Lucasfilm. I, I, opened a new theme park. He did. He did agree to make Tomorrowland. Yeah. And Oz. So you know, not not every cloud and John Carter, of course. Um, although that's the best of those films, and um, Wrinkle in Time by all accounts as well. I was <clears> going <throat> to get onto Wrinkle in Time in a minute, actually, um, just because it's a bit more topical. Um, but I mean, you know, to, to to bring those things into the fold, and also Pandora, which was probably yeah. you know the worst of his knee-jerk reactions. But when you consider what he's brought into Disney, you've got to argue that he's been. I I can't say he's good value for money, but he's done a good job. Yeah. Um, there are people, of course, that will disagree because there are still a lot of people that do not like the fact that Marvel is under the Disney umbrella, that Lucasfilm was built under the Disney umbrella. Um, so there are people that still don't like the fact that they are now Disney properties. Um, 
And there's people out there pissing their pants because he's bought Fox. There is. Well, we, we, yeah, it's still to go through. But yes, I mean, that's, that's also, that'll be also under his tenure. Um, but, you know, you've got to look at, you know, they, they've been all successful acquisitions. I mean, Star Wars has more than paid for itself. Yeah. You know, three films in. Marvel was obviously already paid for itself. Um, so, you know, their successes. Shanghai Disney appears to be doing well. Yeah. Hong Kong, was that him or was that an Eisner? No. That was an Eisner. No, decision. that was Eisner, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, because I know when it opened, but I'd have, I'd have thought that that would have been an Eisner thing. Um, well, he's expanded it though, hasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and still is. And of yeah. course, you I'm know, Tokyo. turning, turning, you know, 360 backgrounds at the beginning, um, you know, he's he's now announced the biggest expansion in Disneyland Paris's history. So, mm. you know. Plus the new, the new part, Disneyland Scunthorpe. Is, uh, oh, sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> well, of course, you know, we did, we did see a, an update from the, um, I can't remember what they they are actually called, but the uh, the theme park in Kent. Yeah, Paramount. Well, it's not, is it? It's no, Paramount. Paramount pulled out. Yeah. All oh, right. Oh, it I pulled out. It pulled out a while ago, which is why there's been no movement. But they've got some new. Is it new financial backers or new a new consultant? Yeah, I believe or something? so. I, I think it's new backers. Yeah. So uh, they reckon it's gonna it's gonna happen, but they say that every single time. Yeah. So I'm not holding out any hope. But um, but at the same time um, of of saying that, you know, reason for bringing it up is because, you know, as as somebody points out on our Facebook page, get ready for more people saying Disneyland is coming to London. Because that every time that someone seems a theme park is coming to like London, it's not even coming to London; it's coming to Kent. Um, but they immediately think it's Disneyland for some reason. So uh, it's not. England is not getting a Disneyland. It won't ever get a Disneyland. Um, there's no point to it. Um, so no, it'll be a, if it happens, it'll be a completely different theme park. Don't worry about it. Um, was there anything else from this week in history, P Dubs? Uh, not really. Snow White was released in the UK. Uh, this week. Uh, no Way back when, right back at the start. No, I never. What, when no one will ever watch an, exten- uh, an extended cartoon. Nah. When, when did it actually open in, in England? Was it 39 or...? Yeah, it was the same year. Um, it was just a, a few months later. Okay. So it would have been... It was released. Was it 38 it was released? Yeah, so it, I think it was late 38, so we would have got it 39. Right, okay. So. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I I, I, mean, I remember seeing Snow White at the, at the cinema, um, but it wasn't the the original release. Obviously, uh, it was the the eighties re release. Back when that was the only way to watch old Disney films. I think because... I saw the seventies re re release, ah. and that wasn't the original either. Before, <laughs> no. any, before anybody jumps in. <laughs> but that was it. You know, that, that, that's it today. You can just you know go on Disney Life or. Netflix or whatever, and you know, stream a lot of these films. But back then, if you wanted to watch a Disney film, you couldn't even rent it on video. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so P Dubs mentioned it. Um, this weekend saw the US release of A Wrinkle in Time, and um, it's it's not really done what they thought it would do. No. 
So uh, I think it opened... Well, the other thing to mention as well is that Black Panther has now become the only Marvel film in history to be number one at the US box office for four consecutive weeks. So congratulations, well done on that. Um, and it's also passed $1 billion globally. Yep. As well. Took uh, another $41 million in the US box office this weekend. Uh, amazing. amazing. For a film that's been out for, for a month now, to take that much money now is... I, I don't know when it's going to run out, to be honest. I mean, I, I It probably won't until Infinity War. Well, no, I... I because I'm looking at what's coming out, and I think we might do a pop about that uh, relatively soon, but uh, Ready Player One comes out at the end of March. I think that will probably be its biggest competition. Um, I think next week, or this coming week, um, sees the release of Tomb Raider uh, around the world. Which I still know absolutely nothing about. Really? Other than it's Tomb Raider. I've seen, I've seen quite a few adverts and trailers. Nothing. Other than I saw, her on, I saw her on Graham Norton a couple of weeks ago. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think I, I don't I don't think I noticed that, Mister D. I've got to be honest. I don't think she was um, she was original Lara Croft. I think she's more modern Lara Croft. But yeah, um, yeah it's I think it looks alright actually. I think as video game adaptations yeah. go, it looks alright. I'm going to go and see it. Mainly because I have it's to going to be better than to. the Angelina Jolie version. I never, I, I had no interest in watching those, so yeah. I, I never saw them. I, I watched I saw... the first one because it came free with my DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's been on free telly enough times. I've still never watched it. Um, yeah, I just didn't buy her as Lara Croft, to be honest. I think that she was looked the, the part. I don't mean that. I, I don't mean I'm not being sarcastic. She did. No? She looked the part. Yeah, I think but, it was the um, her her British accent. Yeah, I think the problem it was just uh, sorry, just a bit naff. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, you know, it's obviously hard to turn these kind of things, you know, turn a video game into uh, a film. It's not really been done very successfully over time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks it looks alright. So, but I don't think I don't think that will do. I don't think that will be an, big enough to beat. Um, Black Panther, but I think Ready Player One, which comes at the end of the month, I think that's probably mm. going to be its, its first competition since it opened. Yeah. Um, and that does look good. And I'm mm. seeing that. Uh, I'm giving you advance warning, guys. Um, we need to be called next Tuesday, not next Monday, because I'm off to see an early preview of Ready Player One. I get to see it about 10 days before the rest of the world. So, because um, I'm special. Uh, I know that. Yeah. In the head. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, Cineworld are doing an unlimited screening. Yeah, and I've just I've just renewed my pass for an additional twelve months. So uh, me and Y two are going to go and see that at uh, the O two in Greenwich next week. They're showing it in three D as well, which um, I mean, it's it's not surprised because it's coming out in three D. But normally when they do these these early previews, they normally only show them in two D. So I'm really intrigued that they're doing this in 3D because they seem to be really pushing the 3D element of this. Yeah. Whereas weirdly, yeah. Marvel used to do their uh, their previews in IMAX. Wow. When they do, when they had them over here, they don't do them anymore. No. But that... up up until what film was it? Guardians. Guardians two was the last one. Last time they did any previews. Ooh. 
I, I just wonder if that's because of the nature of the film, though. You know, the fact that it is set in a virtual world and you're kind of jumping I, in and out of the oasis and whether that... I did wonder. Gonna... Yeah, I did wonder because I thought um, the fact that obviously, you know, you put on these goggles and you get, as you say, get into this world. Um, I wondered if they might... They're either doing special glasses for it, which they do still do for films sometimes, or just the fact that it's that gimmick. Mm-hmm. They might be pushing it. But I'm excited because the last... Um, the last, and I think the only Steven Spielberg film that's been released in 3D was Tintin, which uh, actually was really good in 3D. So I've I've got quite high expectations for the film anyway. I'm hoping the 3D is going to be good. But um, I saw Jaws three in 3D. I had the little shark 3D no, spec. Not Jaws nineteen. <laughs> no. no, not Jaws nineteen. <laughs> but that that wasn't the Spielberg film. So well, no, no, but he did the first one. He did. He did. So it's there was his, a loose connection. It is his fault. It's completely his fault that Jules 3 was even allowed to happen. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And it, it previewed, they showed it at South by Southwest this weekend and it got really good reviews there. So um, I've, been, I've been excited for it since I saw the first trailer. So um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. So we'll go and see it next Monday and then we'll do a, a, a pop uh, reviewing it soon after. So we can let everyone know whether or not it's worth your time. But um, mm. but yeah, wrinkling time. So because um, that's what we were talking about. Um, I think it opened in the end. Did it, did it open to thirty four million? I think so. Yeah, thirty. It was somewhere between thirty four and thirty six when I looked earlier. Um, which is about the same as Tomorrowland. I think they were expecting bigger things. If I'm honest. Yeah. Was it, I mean, I've, I've never heard of it, but apparently it's, it's quite a famous book. Yeah, it's um, gone, gone the same way as John Carter. Yeah. Well, it's, it's done a bit better than John Carter, but not by much. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and this is Disney's second attempt at making a movie as well. Because it was a TV movie back in the early 2000s. Um, but this one obviously had a, a much bigger budget. Um, and, a, and a, quite a famous cast as well, but it just doesn't seem to have... Uh, had that crossover. I've got to be honest. Like I've seen the previews for it, and I'm, I'm not that bothered about seeing it. If I'm honest, I might go yeah, and see it, but I'm not. It doesn't seem to be pushing it very hard, though. I, well, I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a preview for it. I, I've, I think it comes out in the UK this week. Mm. I know it might be the weekend after. Actually, saying that. I think it might be like the twenty twenty third or something. Might be coming out, but. Um, yeah, considering how close it is to coming out, I've not seen anything on the TV about it. I've seen some trailers at cinema. When I went to see Star Wars, I think I saw a trailer for that then. Um, but yeah, they've not really been pushing it as they, as you think they would do. And yet, it's, they've spent a lot of money. I mean, it's, uh, I think it was about $120 million or something was the budget, 150 It's a big film. Mm. Yeah, they're not. And, and, you know, maybe that's it. I don't know what the promotion's been like in America, but there was... You did seem to get some hype, hearing some hype about it, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it's got legs. I don't think it's got legs. Could be this year's Power Rangers. What a terrible insult. It's going to be better than that, surely. <sighs> I fell, it's, it's the only film last year I fell asleep during. So, that, that's all I can say on say on that. Um, was there anything else from anyone else before we, we wrap up the show? I just got a little bit about Disneyland. Um, more announcements about Pixar Pier uh, have been made today. Um, the King Triton's 
Carousel that was rumoured to be being replaced has officially been confirmed now. It will become Jesse's Critter Carousel based on Woody's Roundup in Toy Story 2. Um, So you'll be riding the critters that uh, Jesse rounded up um, in the TV series. Uh, According to this, a rabbit, a snake, a turtle, and I think a deer. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I know I know what bit you're talking about because I've obviously seen Toy Story 2 in the last um, five years almost 500 times. Um, so yeah, I kind of... I, I wondered if that's what you meant, but... Ah, oh, that's... I don't know how that's going to work. Isn't it like a carousel? Yeah. So basically you're going to be riding on these animals. Yeah, but they don't... They're... No. No. It's not... No. No, no, no. All the no's. No. <laughs> that, that's not the best bit, though. The, the best bit, they've announced some of the, the food areas. Mm. Um, so the first one, you get to go to Poultry Palace from uh, <gasps> the shore in Holy the Toy Story Fry, um, where you, where you uh, actually get to walk up to the Fun Mill Zerg oh. and get, get your chicken. Oh, it's going to smell of chicken fingers. Yep, so there's that one. The next one, you've got Angry Dogs, which is Angus uh, hot dogs, chili hot dogs. Um, so there's that one. Then there's Senor Buzz's Churros. Hang on, so, so, so hang on, what was the last one? Angry Dogs. Yeah. Based on anger. Ah, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, got you. Sorry. Uh, so then there's Senor Buzz's Churros. So Buzz has been sent to his Spanish mode and is selling the, the, the famous Disneyland churros. Uh, but this is the best one. The best one of all of them is the adorable snowman frozen traits from Monsters, Inc. Um, when they get they get sent out of Monstropolis up into the mountains and they find uh... the snowman. Best of all is that you will be able to buy lemon-flavored... Yeah, yep. Yeah, lemon flavored doll whip. So you will technically be be eating yellow snow. Fantastic. Although, as good as that sounds, Poultry Palace has just made my night because I've my my two are addicted to those Toy Story shorts, and I've got a very uh, big soft spot for them, and especially that small fry one. So a replica of, of Poultry Palace is right up my alley. I love that idea. That's that's brilliant. But all of those sound good. To be fair, you know, other, I mean, that Je- Je- Jesse ride sounds fucking awful, but everything else sounds great. Yeah, so that's all they're doing is they're just replacing the characters. It's exactly the same ride as yeah, already there. Yeah, I get that. It's just that, like, I'm, I'm not, I, I can't. I, I can see it in my head. I can't. I'm not looking at a picture of it. So, but those characters are just kind of like. If I remember right, these cardboard cutout things. So they don't really, you know, they they look very cartoony. I can't see how it translates to a three D attraction. But well, time will time will tell, I suppose. I suppose it's a cheap makeover, isn't it? So yeah, there's that. Um, okay, so I was I did think that was going to be the last thing we were going to talk about, but uh, just because of what you just said there, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Dull whip is no more. No. Well, Citrus Swirl is no more. Which, yeah, which is what people associate with 
when they say a dull whip. I don't think anyone says let's have a dull whip and has the orange one. I think they do think of the dull whip as being a citrus swell. Um, but it just happened. Yeah. Did it? Like there was no announcement. <coughs> it was just like one sign. One day the sign was there, and the next day there was a new sign, and it had yeah. gone. So, if I understand this correctly, you can buy the orange swell dull yep. whip, but you can't buy the pineapple dull whip. As far as I'm aware, you can still get the pineapple one. It was the citrus swell that's gone. So, so it's so the orange swell is replacing. The citrus one. So what flavour was the citrus one then? I think it was probably orange of some kind, but I think it was made differently. Right. I, from what I could work out, the citrus one was meant to be kind of like... It was kind of like a slushy texture that they put in it. Right. Whereas this is kind of, I think, just sauce now. Right. Okay. Okay. So you can still get pineapple dull whip. Yeah. Okay, because everyone can stop having a heart attacks now. That's fine. Yeah. Because uh, I, I thought that's huge news, but I didn't realise there was three different dull whips. So that's probably yeah. That's probably why. Um, anyone here a fan of the citrus dull whip? I had it the last time I was there. I wouldn't say it was great. I I don't think I've ever tried it. I just get the regular dull whip. Same, same yeah. yeah. Look at you, show offs, all having dull whips. I friggin' love dull whips. You know what? I'm actually bringing a video out on Wednesday where everybody can learn that Ashley does not like dull whips. Well, Good time, man. Now I like pineapples. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have a dull whip. I never had a dull whip before because I never even heard of them the, by the last time I was there. Um, and I actually, I, I heard there was someone in Disney Springs you could buy them, but I couldn't find, I couldn't find it. So um, I've still not. Best had place one, but... is the is the Polly. Where you can yeah. have a dull whip run float. That's, yes, that's what that's I've my favourite thing. Mm. That is literally my favourite thing ever, and you can get them in Epcot too. Oh, whereabouts in Epcot? At the you know when you first walk into World Showcase and there's like a, I think it's called the refreshment port maybe or refreshment something, um, and it's just kind of like it's right next to where the toilets are as you walk into World Showcase. Always a, always a great location. Yeah, yeah. They usually just sell, like, drinks, and, like, I think they do maybe, like, seasonal things in there sometimes, but there. Fair enough. Well, if you want to rum, rum Dole Whip, that's where you need to go, guys. So, yes, they're uh, very nice and very strong. Just like me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, the complete opposite of me. Um, right, well, thank you very much, guys, for, for joining me. Uh, thank you to our guest, Wendy. Always great to have you on. Um, we'll be back. Uh, what well, actually? So, um, right, we're recording our next show, and we've got a very special guest coming on our next show. Um, a gentleman by the name of Mister Biffo, who has. Um, I'm, I'm hoping some listeners will know the name, but many of you probably won't because we have quite an international audience. Um, he comes from a video games background. He's not um, not really known in the Disney community, um, but he's a massive Disney fan. Um, and he's working on a new project, so I thought it'd be great to have him on. And we're going to talk about, um, so, you know, some of the history with Disney video games as well. So um, if anyone um, has any questions about that or wants to send in some of their favourite uh, Disney video games that used to play when they were younger or even as adults, um, then 
follow us on Facebook and send us a message there, or message us on Twitter, or send us an email at podcast, uh, sorry, at disafterdark at gmail.com. I can't even remember our, our own email address. Um, and uh, and we'll get those in for the next show, which uh, we'll record uh, next Tuesday or so. So um, until next episode, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you uh, next week. Um, enjoy the rest of Marky March. Bon voyage. Disney Cruise Line reference. Bye. Not a Disney Cruise Line reference. (laughs) Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? (laughs) Well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our spreadsheet page, at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, We thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.